Welcome to the Miracle Mindset Podcast. This is your host, Emily Ann Brandt, also known as Essentially M. The mission here at Essentially M and on this podcast is to support and inspire heart-centered, ambitious entrepreneurs just like you. I know that you are so ready to use your innate gifts and your unique story to make a massive impact and change in this world and finally shine your light and step into who you are called to be. If that sounds like you, if you are so ready to answer that call of your soul, then you are definitely in the right place. I have built my coaching business from the ground up and created multiple streams of completely passive income using not masculine strategy, but energy, mindset, and manifestation. And I'm going to give you all those tools here so that you can do the same. Are you ready to own your story, own your gifts, and quantum leap into your dream life and business? Let's do this. Okay, welcome everyone. Welcome back or welcome if you're new here to the Miracle Mindset Podcast. Today I am talking to Madison from Magnetically You and Madison helps women master their mindset and energy so they can manifest more freedom and abundance than they ever thought possible. And I'll let her tell you a little bit more even on what she does and her story um, in her own words. So Madison, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the show. Yes. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I know we did the recording for my podcast a few days ago and like, yeah, it was so amazing. Emily is amazing. You guys listening, you already know that I'm sure, but I discovered (laughs) having her on my podcast, um, how much, yeah, just, I already knew you were amazing. That's why I asked you on, but it was an amazing conversation. So I'm super excited to continue, um, with you. It's my pleasure. Um, I, I've been so looking forward to this too, because I loved our conversation on your podcast. And like I was just telling you before I hit record, I'm really excited to be on the other end and ask you the questions and um, hear more about your story, because it's it sounds really interesting as well. So do you mind telling us a little more of your story, how you got into this work and like why you're doing what you do now for those who may not know yet? <laughs> yeah, so... In high school, I had an eating disorder and it was like a major, 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 major struggle with me for any of those who have struggled with your relationship with food. Like, you know how difficult it is. And I just like felt like, um, it was like my way of gaining a sense of control over life in a like world where it seems like there was like no control and no certainty. I was like, I need something to control. I need something that's certain. And also it was like, something to focus my mind on. If I obsessed over that, then I didn't have to think about, you know, everything else that might go like wrong in the world. I could just obsess over my food. And so that kind of was going on in high school. And I got to the point, well, my mom came to me one day, it had gone on for probably like a couple years and it kept getting just worse and worse and worse. And I was like really sick too, just physically because I was not nourished, obviously. And my Mm -hmm. mom came to me one day um, sobbing and she was like, like, why are you doing this to yourself? Like, you have got to stop this. Like, it is like causing us so much pain. And if you don't help yourself, we're going to get you help. And so the combination of the 
seeing the pain that I was causing my family and knowing like, oh shit, if I don't figure this out on my own, then I'm going to have to go to like a treatment or something. And looking back now, I'm like, oh, that's, that's a great, like get help. But in my mind back then, that was the scariest thing ever. So I was like, that's a no for me. Um, and I was, I was always yeah. like, so like controlled and like had so much willpower. So I was like, I can figure this out myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so through like sheer, almost like willpower, I like ended up changing my behaviors around food to where I was eating enough and I was physically okay. And I thought, okay, I'm, I'm recovered. I will powered my way to recovery. Like it's fine. And then I went to college and at that time I say I was like pseudo recovered because I thought like, oh, anorexia means that you're tiny and hungry. And what it actually was, was also like completely in my mind. It wasn't just a physical thing. It was a mental thing too. So the physical part of it I healed, but the mental part was still there. I was still thinking about Mm -hmm. food all the time. So in college, what I did was drown all of that out with drinking and going out with friends and studying 24 seven. And so for most of college, it was really didn't feel like an issue Mm -hmm. because it was so drowned out. Then after college, I moved to Atlanta to live on my own and things started to get worse. And I think again, I was like looking for that sense of control. I wasn't drinking like a party animal in college <laughs> anymore. And the boy, it like all started coming back up to the surface. And I was thinking about food constantly and it kind of evolved from anorexia to orthorexia. And the, the details don't matter if you don't know what is, which is which, but basically I was obsessed with food and mm-hmm. is this healthy? Is this not? Can I eat that? Can I eat this? And oh my gosh, now I have to go like run five miles because I ate this. And like, it was a whole like, just like mental war basically. And I just got to the point where I was like, enough is enough. Like I am so done with this. Like if this is what my life has looked like for the rest of my life, like I don't want this. I, mm-hmm. I can't live like this the rest of my life. So that's when I decided like, all right, like I am going on a mission to figure this out no matter what it takes. And I started questioning everything I thought about that I thought I knew about food and bodies and health and you know like pizza is bad for you I'd be like oh is it is that true how do I know is there anyone who eats pizza who is healthy yes there is Mm -hmm. and so it just started uh, it began with questioning everything like that and then kind of long story short I went on this uh long journey of healing and changing my beliefs and my mindset around food and releasing myself from all those fears and worries and anxieties around food and ultimately that ultimately well I guess I've missed one part so on on that journey as I had started opening up to this idea of wait I don't have to think about food all the time I came across the book intuitive eating and I was like oh you can listen to what feels good for your body and be healthy and you don't have to think about food all the time like cool sign me up I'm ready so I was like sold on that idea and practice a lot of the principles from intuitive eating, which is like, honor your hunger, honor your fullness, respect your body. Like those are all like great principles. However, for me, it wasn't enough because it was, I was again, only focusing on my behaviors. And so I realized there was like this deeper layer of my thoughts and beliefs that were driving the behaviors. Mm -hmm. And so 
Yeah. Long story short, I basically, yeah, reprogrammed all my thoughts and beliefs about food to where I could get to this place where I was able to just eat in a balanced way without having to think about it all the time. Because I, instead of listening to what everyone else was telling me to do, I finally started being like, well, that feels good for me. Like, is it possible that I could trust my body? What mm-hmm. would happen if I listened to my intuition and gave, and I gave myself permission to focus on feeling good above all else. And I gave myself permission to trust myself and to listen to my intuition. And that got me to this place where I was so free and so confident around food. And I was like, oh my God, I need everyone in the world to know about this. So that's when I started my business. I started coaching women on the same thing. I developed Mm -hmm. a program that helped like over 30 other women um, work through this called the subtle art of food freedom, which was like my baby. It's still out there. Um, (laughs) and, but anyways, what I realized that, you know, so many of the same principles and practices that I used to heal my relationship with food, like this mindset work, this energy work, focusing on feeling good, focusing on the version of me who had already made peace with food in her body. When I started applying that to all other areas of my life, I got the same results. I had more freedom, more confidence, and just good things started just like unfolding in all areas of my life. And the same thing became true for my clients. It impacted every single area of their lives. And I was like, okay, like I'm on something so much bigger than just food. And so that's really when my business transitioned. It used to be called Sunny Times. It became Magnetically You, I think probably like six or seven months ago when I was on a Hawaii trip. It's very spiritual there. I had this epiphany that it's time to pivot. I made the pivot. And yeah, now really what I help women with is, you know, creating a life that they're completely in love with using the power of their thoughts, energy, and intuition, which is essentially what I did with food. But now I'm just helping women do it in like greater, a greater scope of their life, basically. That is so cool. Your story is so amazing to hear. And I love how you took everything that you went through and like almost as soon, it seems like almost as soon as you figured it out, you were like, I have to help other people with this. Because that is, yeah, that's huge. And I know there's still so many people out there who struggle with um, needing that sense of control, like you were saying. I know so many people can relate to that. And we're going to get into that too, how to kind of release that. Um, But that's huge. And then I love that you branched out as well and just followed your intuition and your desires and that you're you're now helping women with money and with all aspects of life. It's so, um, so cool. How would you say that you, yeah. I know you said like you shifted the beliefs and you got in touch with your future version of you who did have a good relationship with food. Is there any specific, did you just all do this in your head or was there any specific like journaling things you did or affirmations that if you could just give like one or two um, for someone who's listening, who's like, Ooh, how can I do this? So I kind of did like everything but I don't say, yeah. I don't think you need to do everything because healing my relationship with food was my gateway into personal development and spirituality. Mm-hmm. So I went on this like massive binge of like, I need to learn everything <laughs> about personal development and spirituality mm-hmm. and I will try anything and everything. I will do whatever it takes. Um, yeah. But the things that I think helped me most were like one, making feeling good my number one priority. above everything else like feeling good is my number one there's nothing more important than that I feel good that was one of the affirmations that I think I've read it in 
an Abraham Abby Hicks Burns. book. Oh, yeah, maybe Abby. Yeah, she. Yeah, she yeah, follows there's... Abraham, so it could be probably from Abraham. Yeah, and or feeling good is my job. Like whatever, just making. Yes. Oh my gosh, my throat is like. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling Emily throat chakra. before that my throat chakra is lit up today. I I think it's because I, I hosted a workshop last week and it was like two hours. Oh, and I was talking yeah. Um, anyways. Yeah, okay. I can do I it. it. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. So feeling it? good is the priority. Oh yeah. Okay. Feeling good. Yeah. I made feeling good. My number one priority. Like I said, I questioned everything. So I would ask myself, is this true? Is yeah. there any cases where it isn't true? What if it yeah. didn't have to be true? And like, what do I want to believe instead? What would feel good for me to believe right. instead? And I just chose to adopt this mentality that like, whenever something doesn't feel good, when I'm having a negative emotion, it means I'm telling myself a lie. So what's the bullshit lie I'm telling myself? And what's the truth that I want to embody instead? Because when it feels good for me, I know that's my truth. I know that's my intuition. And that's what I continue to let myself be guided by. So those were like two of the big things. And then like I started getting into meditation, hypnosis, um, Mm -hmm. all of that stuff really, really helped change um, my beliefs around food. But honestly, like there are all of these practical tools and tips, but what I would say is feeling good as my number one priority was like the biggest thing and and, um, making the decision. Like I declared, like mm-hmm. I was so sure of like, I'm doing this, I'm done. I am figuring yeah. this out no matter what. And I think it's such a powerful declaration to like make that choice. Like I finally got to the point where I like, I made that choice. And then obviously it was not roses, all roses and daisies mm-hmm. after making the choice, but I was willing to go through whatever up leveling and uncomfortable personal growth I needed to in order to get to the place where food was Mm -hmm. no longer something I was like worrying about and thinking about all the time. I love this so much because it's the exact same for anything that we're wanting to manifest is it starts with that declaration and the decision and then the willingness to just follow what feels good but also flow with whatever else might happen on the journey to getting to your desire and not even getting to it because that implies that like you can't have it now but like yeah you know what I mean being in that receiving mode and surrender Mm -hmm. mode instead of just in that I want phase yes totally and it's so funny because I didn't learn about manifestation and the law of attraction until I was like so far into this journey and then looking back I'm like I'm like oh that's what I did I manifested (laughs) away my struggles with food and yeah it's really really cool how it's come full circle and now I like teach a lot about manifestation really through my own experience of discovering it on on my own in, in my life That's hilarious that you didn't know you were doing that because you probably (laughs) like, you're probably just thinking like, I'm just taking control because this is what I do, right? I'm just, this is me willing myself to get better. And then you're like, oh, that is what manifestation kind of is. (laughs) Yeah. And like, it became more about like the, it's like the willpower runs out at a certain point, you know what I mean? And so it had for me and I was like, okay, well, if it's not Mm -hmm. the willpower of changing what I'm doing, then there, there must be something else. And that's kind of yes. what led me to looking at like, okay, what am I thinking and feeling about food? Yes. And how can I shift that? Exactly. It's the willpower of 
what you're thinking and feeling and believing it matters more than anything. But what if someone is like, you mentioned that you were kind of doing all the things like affirmations, meditation, um, hypnosis, all, all the things. What if someone is doing that and their desire is still not manifesting? Well, it's, you know, (laughs) the first thing that comes to mind is like, hold the faith, continue trusting. And like, everything is always happening for our highest good. And I have an episode on my podcast about this called um, how to trust divine timing. If you want to go like deeper into this, but basically what I always say is like that lag between when you decide you want something and when you have it is a good thing. It's happening for you because it's in that space Mm -hmm. where you become the version you need to be in order to receive the thing. And if we manifested instantly all the time, it would be awful. You would think a negative Mm -hmm. thought and then poof, like your, I don't know, your ceiling would fall through. If that's what you thought about later, your ceiling would fall through and you were like, whatever it is. And so like, it's a good thing that there is that, um, lag and it gives us the space and opportunity to recalibrate our thoughts and our energy to what we want and shift away from focusing on what we we don't don't want. want. And I've totally been tied up in that. Like, and I still do sometimes because the control freak in me wants to go to this of like that. It's not working mindset. And that's the very thing standing in your way. It's like, what if, what if it was Mm -hmm. working? What if it all was working perfectly? What if it all was happening for your highest good? Like, I feel like there. And not that I feel like there actually is like, this is like quantum physics and science. Like there are brains process, like, I forget what it is, like 0.0001 of what's actually going on. And there's like Mm -hmm. so many more bits of information all around us constantly that we like physically and scientifically cannot see. And so Mm -hmm. can you uh, like, let yourself be like, okay, well, all that stuff that I cannot see, like, what if it's all good? What if it's all working? What if it's all like adding up to everything that I want. And that like brings me to another affirmation I've been telling myself recently is like my thoughts and actions are always adding up to everything that I want, because I don't know about you, but I have totally been in the perfectionist mindset before with food, with so many areas. And I really, that came through in my business as well. And it's been like a lot that I've had to work through with food, with business. So in all areas, but, oh man, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> I like love I do when this that all happens. The time. Like just like total, total blank. Okay, I do wait, this I was all saying, the time. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, especially on my solo episodes. Oh, so we were talking one? about if they're like <laughs> manically manifesting and doing all the things, and it's not here yet. To just try. Tr- oh, trust in the divine timing and becoming the person we need to become. Oh yeah. Getting into the, it's working mind. So, so all my thoughts and actions right. are always adding up to exactly what I want. I remember that part. And it's like, we, so much of the time we, we think like, okay, if I do X, then I should receive Y, right? If I do X, right. Y, and Z, if I make this plan and I do these steps, then I should receive this manifestation. And it doesn't always add up that way because we're, life is not a math equation. And Mm -hmm. we've got to stop trying to add it all up. That's not our job to add it all up. Our job is to decide on what we want, feel good, listen to (laughs) the intuition and inspired actions, and then like, let the fuck go Go. and 
open yourself up to the infinite possibilities that are out there. Like we, we've got to, and I've got to, this is something that I've really been working on is like letting go of stop trying to add it all up. Like you don't have to know exactly how it's all going to add up. Like it is, what if it is all adding it up? What if it is all working? And what if it's not your job to do the fucking math of adding it all up and forcing it and cramming it all to work? Like, and also too, it's like, we're always like on this chase for, for getting there, but like all the thoughts and feelings we think we're going to have when we get there, they, they're available to us now. So how can we tap into that Mm -hmm. and choose that now what if you didn't need to get where you think you need to get in order to feel the feeling that you're looking for yes yes so Love good long-winded so tangent so on trust <laughs> it's something i i've thought so much about because it's something i've deeply struggled with myself is trusting and surrendering and letting go of control it's tough mm-hmm. i'm not saying it's still um And I'm not saying it's all like easy for me now. I'm like, oh, I'm fully surrendered. I trust everything. It's like, no, like sometimes I'm in that energy and I love being Mm -hmm. in that energy. But like, what if, yeah. And also too, it's like, what if you actually didn't always need to be in perfect energy? I think we put so much pressure on ourselves Mm -hmm. to be in that perfect energy. And that's just another way we like strangle the universe basically. Oh my gosh. That's so true too, because it's like, something I always tell myself is like, yeah, it doesn't matter how it all adds up. Like for, for example, money goals, income goals with business. I'm mm-hmm. like the desired outcome is my job. Like I set the number, I hold the faith of that. I hold the desire. It doesn't matter if I get like 30 people in this program, 2.5 people yes. in this program, like that shit doesn't matter. And no. it's not my job. But then I'm, I'm like, it is my job to hold the vibe. Like I have to be in the good energy all the time. And if I have a down day or a couple down days, I'm like, oh no, am I messing it up? Am I going to sabotage? But it's, what if you're right? What if we don't also have to have perfect energy all the time either? That's something, That's that, something I've really yeah, been playing around with yeah. recently of like, what if I can manifest even when I'm not in the perfect vibe? Because for me, as someone who's identified as being a perfectionist in the past, like it doesn't serve me to believe that it's like, we are like the creators of the rules and standards for our life. So if you believe that you have to be in a good vibe in order to manifest, (laughs) that's what you experience, right? But what if you, if, does that change when you believe that you can manifest it no matter what state you're in? Because I feel like yeah. whatever we believe is like, I know it's like, I'm like, having all drop. These myself. I'm like, what? So yeah. And I, I love what you were saying about how, like you, even with your money goals in your business, like I've, I've let go of that too. Like I used to try to add it all up. Like, okay, I have to get five one-on-one clients and three mm-hmm. clients to join this. And then I get four of this to happen. And then, and then it all adds up and that's what it has to be. And it's like, if that feels good for you, great. I'm all for whatever feels good. I think honestly, just following whatever feels good is like the only yeah. thing we need to know ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think we've all been so brainwashed, especially by like so many business coaches out there. And I'm not like shaming them. It just wasn't the right strategy for me more. So it's, it's on me that I didn't listen mm-hmm. to my own intuition and I just blindly followed them telling me, oh, you have to add it all up. You have to calculate all the numbers. Okay. If, if you yes. do a workshop and you want to make 10 sales, then you have to get 
you know, a hundred people to sign up and yes. 75 people have to attend and 10 people have to buy. And it's like, ah, like I hated Me that, but I thought I was supposed to do it. So I did it. It didn't mm-hmm. work. It left me feeling like shit. It had me stressed out all the time. It didn't even give me the results I wanted. And yeah. I feel like now the more I continue to surrender all the rules and literally just trust what feels good, it's like things work out with so much less effort, with so much more ease mm-hmm. and in ways that are better than you could have even imagined. Yes. Yes. What if it gets to be even easier? What if it gets to be even better? Like screw the masculine rules and numbers and plugins and formulas. That <laughs> also, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm so all about this, but like that really stressed me out too. And like hearing, oh, the industry conversion rate is like 2%. So if you want two enrollments, you better get a hundred people in your webinar. Yes. And it's like, but that's only true if I have a belief that that's true. What if I decided I could have 15 people on a webinar and eight of them sign up and I have literally had that happen because I, cho- yeah. I chose to be like, I'm throwing that out the window. Screw that. It's, it's whatever I believe. So yeah. yeah and it's, like those, it's like we set the rules for ourselves. It's like, yeah, sure. It may work for those people who are doing all the funnels and bells and whistles yeah. or stuff because they believe it works. That's what they yes. believe they have to do in order to get what they want. It's just I don't really want to believe I have to do all that shit to get what I want because yeah. I don't like it. It's not fun. And yeah, things are much easier when Doesn't you just like, don't. Yeah. When you just do what feels like right for you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> um, and it's funny too, because my coach is in Amanda Francis's mastermind. And she always says like, Amanda will just say what feels good. When someone asks like, oh, what, what should I do for this strategy? Or what should I do in this? What should, she's always like, what feels good? <laughs> I like um, really align with her and I've been super vibing with her recently, like binging yeah. all of podcasts because yeah, she has a totally like, yeah, you kind of like set the rules for your life. Yeah. You, you get what you want. It gets to be easy. You get to have it all. There's no fucking rules and whatever you want, you decide you want it and you get it. And that's the end of the story. That's it. Yeah. I need to tune in as well. I actually haven't listened to her podcast yet, but um, a few of her like Instagram videos and they're always so full of like truth bombs. So yes. (laughs) Yeah. Love it. Um, Okay. Let's talk about perfectionism because I know this is something a lot of people in my audience um, and in general, like a lot of people struggle with this. It's not something I feel like I'm an expert on. I don't. Well, how do you know if you're a perfectionist? I don't think I am one. (laughs) I'm very like, take messy action, go for it. I don't think I am one. Um, I'll I'll tell you. Um, So (laughs) yeah, I actually, I never really identified as perfectionist because I thought it meant like you're the person who works on the same PowerPoint slide for 20 hours trying to make it perfect. That's what I thought like perfectionism was. And I think it can be in some ways, but like, that's not really how I um, see it. So how I kind of see it is that there's, I wrote down a few things before this because I wanted to like think through like what it is. And these are all things that I've experienced um, and worked through in many ways and also still experience in many ways. So there's this um, 
Like your sense of self-worth depends on your achievements and your productivity. And you're almost, it's like you're waiting to feel good enough, waiting to feel worthy until you've made the achievement or mm-hmm. been a certain level of productivity. And without that achievement, without that certain level of productivity, you feel like just totally inadequate. Uh, there's like this constant fear of failure and that it's not working and that things are going wrong. Um, you've really beat yourself up when you make mistakes. You're always wondering if you're getting it right. Mm. <laughs> Lots of all or nothing thinking, black and white thinking. You have like really, really high standards for yourself that are so high, they're essentially unmeetable so that you never get to meet them and you mm. always end up feeling inadequate. And you have really, really high goals and expectations for yourself too. And you get really discouraged when you don't meet them. And then when you don't meet them, you make it mean something about you. So like, what's wrong with Mm -hmm. me or what did I do wrong? Um, A lot of people say procrastination is like a sign of a lot of perfectionists. And that's another reason why I never thought I was a perfectionist because I'm like, oh, I don't procrastinate. Like I I get everything done. I've never been the all night studier in college. Like I'm not a procrastinator Mm -hmm. until I realized I was. So last (laughs) year I was in this like total, like hustle, like grind your face off, like (laughs) mentality and energy and just like working like so, so, so much. And it was like, yeah, because my self-worth was tied up in my productivity but it also was sneaky procrastination. I realized I was actually procrastinating. Just, I was using busy as a way to procrastinate, doing the uncomfortable things, doing things I knew I needed to do. So I would like, you know, spend all this time like playing with the colors on my website and all this stuff that made me feel productive and made me feel worthy and made me feel like I was like a useful human being, doing something Mm -hmm. useful with my life. Yeah. But what I was really doing was procrastinating, putting myself out there, making mm-hmm. offers, asking people if they wanted to um, work with me. So it, there can be procrastination. It can be like just outright procrastination or it can be sneaky. Like it was for me, it was Busy. a lot sneakier. Mm-hmm. And then um, a lot of times there's like this feeling of guilt for letting yourself down or letting others down. So I think those are like the yeah. biggest things. And it's really just like this overall, like sense of inadequacy and this overall sense of like right versus wrong and always feeling like you're on the wrong side and that you're never getting it right okay thank you for kind of explaining it that way because I'm kind of like you were like I I would picture a perfectionist as being someone who has to like fix their sales page 20,000 times before they put it out there or like you said, um, tweaking the presentation. That's almost more like OCD, maybe. Yeah. Um, OCD and perfectionist. But I did relate to parts of what you said. So that was interesting. But a lot of it is very much like old Emily. I used to be that hustler that would like, you know, even if I wasn't making any money to show for it, I'd feel, okay, well, at least I worked until 10 p.m., I was doing stuff, you know, I got my mm-hmm. website ready. I got my email sent out. I did whatever, whatever. And like, yeah, it would feel like crap if I didn't at least do that. So that's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I forgot one thing like Brene Brown says like perfectionism is like basically a coping mechanism to avoid shame. Shame. So we like yeah. do all of these like things. We create all of these like black and white thoughts and all of this stuff and 
so that we can avoid shame. So, yeah. So it's more like a fear of, would you say it's like a fear of showing up as you are, loving yourself as you are, and then showing up in that way and still still not being enough, like being fully seen and still not being enough? Yes. So mm-hmm. you make yourself not fully seen so that yeah. you never have to get to that place where it's you've you've been fully seen and it's still not enough, even though it's backwards yeah. because you already feel the not enoughness now. So yes. why not try why not try being your full self and seeing what happens? Like if you already feel not enough now, then like what do you have to lose? True. It's so funny. <laughs> it's so true. And I guess another example too is like the people you see on Instagram who are only showing you the highlight reel, the shiny, the perfect. Um, if you if you guys know people who are like that, who post only those like perfectly polished photos, who re-record their Instagram stories 20 times as to not say anything wrong or um, mess up any words or anything in you, like, I don't know, not that it matters what you think of them, but I don't know, whatever. Maybe you're comparing yourself or wondering why your stuff isn't as perfect. Those people are probably in this internal trap in their own heads and this shame and this suffering and they're just not free. So Mm -hmm. that's just something interesting to keep in mind too. Yeah. And that's exactly what I did. Like the first year of my business was I didn't let myself be seen at all because I like thought I had to be perfect I thought I had to be an expert on everything like what I say I'm an expert on perfectionism no but have I been through a lot of it have I worked through a lot of it and can I help people with it yes then I'm gonna share it and I'm gonna talk about it and I'm gonna let it be messy I'm gonna not know the right thing to say Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna know as these are the ways I would classify a perfectionist but is it right or wrong I don't know but does it matter no because I'm willing to let myself exactly be seen and yeah it's go ahead amazing now I was just gonna say do you have any um any advice for anyone who is identifying with this and resonating with this I know a lot of people they're so scared to be fully seen and of course it is scary to be vulnerable in that way do you have any um tips or suggestions for them Yeah. So, well, first I would say is that like, this is something that I'm really still working through right now. And like our episode that we recorded on Friday brought up so much for me because you are so, so good at being seen and like showing up as the full version of you. And it inspired me so much to want to do that more in my business. And I just keep getting all these little nudges about vulnerability. Like I felt nudged to read Brene Brown's book of called Daring Greatly about vulnerability. I got an email from Gabby Bernstein this morning about vulnerability. And like our whole, our episode that we recorded, we were talking about vulnerability and it's just like this thing that keeps coming up. So I feel like Mm -hmm. it's like the universe is like knocking on my door being like, okay, Madison's like time to go (laughs) to this like next level of vulnerability. And for me Mm -hmm. sharing that I'm still in it, like that is vulnerable for me. And that's what I want to do more of and like just share people that's what people connect to and the point Mm -hmm. of it is not so people can connect to you right it's for your own um self but I just find that there's so much more reward and like magic in being 
vulnerable than there is in hiding. Like I hid for so long in my business. It never got me the results I wanted. And I just felt like shitty, but it's like, if we, we get to blame not putting ourselves fully out there, if we don't get the results we want, if we were hiding, Mm -hmm. but if you put yourself fully out there and you don't get the results you want, then it feels like this vulnerable, like you're exposing yourself to the blame of why things didn't work out. And so that's why like so much of the time, I think we, we don't, let ourselves be fully seen because if we do and it doesn't go the way we want it to then like well what the fuck did we do wrong and it's like that Mm -hmm. it's that like really really scary um mindset so this is something that I've definitely made um deep progress on in the last like year and something I'm still working through but the things that have um really helped me is noticing one that the the people that I look up to and aspire to and love and connect with so deeply and who I want to work with are vulnerable. They're not perfect. They share their Mm -hmm. stuff and they, they share their life experiences. And they're like, Oh, okay. Like this is what I went through. This is how I overcame it. Or this is how I am trying to overcome it. And it's like, if that's who I resonate with, then why am I trying to be something else and like what makes me believe that I have to be a perfect expert in order to help people um so I think that's one thing and then like just like breaking the rules that you've set for yourself of like how how you do things like if you um like if you have to record your (laughs) Instagram video like 10 times until you don't say um, or whatever it yeah. is, then can you break that rule and just say, fuck it and let it be like messy? Like, can yeah. you open yourself up to that like vulnerability? And like, it, the funny thing is like, it feels so scary, but like, then when you do it, you're like, oh, like it's, oh, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not like as big of a deal as I thought it was. And yeah, I think we like wait for external circumstances to tell us that we're good enough in order to share and be vulnerable. And it's like, yes. what if you could choose to believe you're good enough now? Like I truly believe that like confidence and worthiness is a choice that you can step into like right now in this moment. Like if you close your eyes and you like think of a time where you felt the most confident, the most worthy, and just like really picture that and see that, you can feel that in your body. So that's just proof and evidence that like, it is something that you can choose to step into now. And it's like, yeah, it's like, for those of you listening, it's like, literally repeat after me. It's like, I choose to feel worthy now. I choose to feel confident now. Like there is no amount of waiting that will ever give you that sense of confidence and worthiness. There is no amount of external validation Mm -hmm. or accomplishment that will ever give you that sense of confidence and worthiness. And that's why you never feel good enough is because you think something outside of you is going to give you that and it never will. So choose now, like this shift into confidence, confidence and worthiness, that feeling, that energy like can happen in an instant it doesn't have to i'm not saying it has to but like it could you could decide right now i am worthy because i fucking am yeah and there's nothing i need to add up i don't need to count how many things i accomplished or how many hours i worked in order to add it all up it's like no i am worthy just because i am Mm -hmm. and like that's the end of it moving on Mm -hmm. uh amen and like 
I am a success right now. That was a big change for me too. It was like not, you know, when I hit the glamorous 20K months or when I hit the six-figure years or whatever, it's like, no, actually I am a massive success right now, right here, right now. And that part has, yeah, and that part has to come first. Like it just, it goes full circle back to what you said earlier is that it starts with the decision and the declaration. And so I love that even in regards to healing your perfectionism and being vulnerable, it also comes down to just a declaration and a decision. Love it. Totally. Yeah. And I love, love, love adopting that mindset of like, I'm already successful now just because I am. And it's like, what is, Mm. it's like, what's your definition of success that makes you think that you aren't? And is that definition serving you? And like, how can you change that definition so that you can, embody and step into that identity of like yeah i am successful because guess what happens when you believe you are successful you attract more of the things that you want because Mm -hmm. that's that's who you are yeah it's who you are it's what you expect again it goes back to the expectation and belief it's what you expect it's what you believe it's you're sure that your success is inevitable and you're already successful now so it it's not like this you're not waiting. It's like, I heard this podcast episode the other day from Sam Laura Brown. She, it was called, I think like, um, when I'm more successful, I will dot, dot, Mm -hmm. dot. And like, that's such a good question to ask yourself of like, if I were more successful, what would I be doing? And it's like, how can you step into that now? What if you already could do those things now? What if you don't need to wait until you're quote more successful? And like, what Mm -hmm. does that even mean? Oh, that's really good. Yeah, that's a really good thing to think about too. I love that. It's like, and when we look at people who are achieving things we want to achieve, a lot of times we think that somebody like knighted them or like handed them a golden microphone and was like, you're amazing. Your story has got to be shared. Like, go get on this or like push them into it. And it's like, in reality, no, they decided that they were worthy. They decided they were doing it and the rest just unfolded. Maybe it did happen through somebody pushing them on to get on a stage and speak or um, to coach or to whatever, but more than likely not, most likely they just made that decision. They They chose to show up as they were. They decided they were enough as they were and they just began where they, where they were. Like, it's just as simple as that. And it's so freeing going back to what you were saying about just being more vulnerable and showing up fully expressed. And then it's like, you can actually breathe again. As I was telling you on your podcast the other day, it's like <laughs> I literally hid all of my body, all of my story for 20 something years. And when I finally stopped, it was like, holy crap, I can breathe. I can breathe. Yeah, it's like, the giant backpack full of bricks has been removed from my yeah. shoulder just drop it just drop it you don't need yeah yeah. and it's actually so much better (laughs) on the other side of it because the more you are fully yourself the more you attract people who love you for you and then life just gets better and better yes and then all you have to do to live the life you want is be yourself like wow you don't have to do all the other things you think you have to do like what if all you had to do was just be yourself and have fun and feel good like what if that was it what if you didn't need to do anything else yeah, that's it. That's the, that's the golden <laughs> ticket. 
Um, okay, so before we wrap up, I wanted to ask you too about, because um, I saw this on your little list of possible topics that you can teach on, and I was like, oh, I want to <laughs> ask about this. Um, okay. How we can connect with intuition and receiving signs from the universe. Ooh, okay, I love this question. <laughs> so connecting with your intuition, I think again, it goes back to the choice of like making that choice of like, okay, I'm, I want to connect with my intuition. I'm going to connect with my intuition. I'm open to connecting, just like making that choice that you're, you're ready to do that. And then I think there's meditation is an incredible, incredible way to connect with your intuition. And I think something that I do every day is I journal every morning. And one of the questions that I ask myself is um, higher self slash intuition. I kind of like see them as the same thing. What do I need to know today? Is there anything I need to do today? And I just like let go of trying to control or figure out what I'm going to write. And I just like let it come out like whatever um, comes up. So I think that's a really, really great way. Just start asking yourself like, intuition like what would you tell me about this or what would my intuition or higher self say about this when you're unsure about what you want to do next or you aren't sure if it's um what's the right thing to do like just ask yourself like what would my intuition or higher self say about this um and journaling and yeah and then meditation so that's what i would say about connecting with your intuition and i have a um, free five-day meditation challenge on my website if you guys want to grab that one of one of the days is and meditation focused on connecting with your intuition. So yeah, it's really um, cool way to do that. It's like guided. So you just kind of have to like lay there and chill and I walk you through the whole thing. Um, (laughs) So there's that. And then as far as like asking for signs from the universe, it literally just is that like asking, like all like even say in my head or say out loud, like universe, show me, show me a butterfly if I am meant to like launch this program or just like whatever it it is (laughs) butterflies are my sign but sometimes I'll ask for like if I feel like I need like I don't know a stronger sign sometimes I'll ask (laughs) for something like more out there like show me two three two if I'm like meant to do this and like I think we have to be careful with signs because sometimes we put where we ignore our intuition and we're like waiting for the sign when really we already knew our answer with our intuition and this happened yeah. with me a few weeks ago. I was deciding if I wanted to invest in a new one-on-one coach. And mm-hmm. I like went on a walk and I was like, universe, show me a red apple if I meant to work <laughs> with her. And I was telling my friends about it that day. And I'm like, I haven't seen my red apple. Like, I don't know what <laughs> to do. And she was like, Madison, like you told me when you got off the phone with her talking about it, that you were covered in chills and that your eyes were teary. That's like, for me, always my physical confirmation, wow. like yes and source. And when there, when something is a really strong yes for me, like I always have that response. So I already knew I got the confirmation <laughs> from my intuition, yet I still thought I had to see a sign. So anyways, I'm on this yeah. walk and I told my friend and she was like, Madison, what if you already, what if you could just listen to your intuition? What if you didn't need the sign? I was like, you're right. I already know I got my sign. It was the full body chills. And so I surrendered from needing the sign. I was like, you know what? I don't need it. 
I can make this decision. And literally 20 seconds later, I walk by this store and there's a white shirt in the window covered in red apples. No. <laughs> and Chill. I almost like died. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like that is amazing. So I was like, it's definitely a yes. So I like messaged her right away. I'm like, yes, I'm working with you. And so, yeah, I think signs are amazing ask for them. You know, you can ask angels, guides, universe. If you have your own guides and you have to have names, like call them by name and just ask, like, show me a sign. And then whatever it is that you're um, looking for. And remember, don't obsess over the sign. Don't, I was literally like stalking, like on my walk. I'm like looking left and right. And where is the red apple? (laughs) Yeah. Learn from me. Don't do that. Like ask for the sign and then let it go. Like, and a lot of times too, like asking for the sign, like, is the sign. So mm-hmm. just check in with that. And that, yeah, that's what I have to say about asking for signs. So relatable. I love it. <laughs> it's, like, I, it's totally me too. I'm like, okay, where's my sign? Ask for a sign. Yeah. Um, but I think that's so powerful to remember too, is like release the need to see the sign. Cause like, a, you'll either know because you just know and you can't stop mm-hmm. thinking about the thing or, um, you know, whatever. Like if it's not for your highest good, then you're not. And it's not meant to be like, you know, release the need to have that. <laughs> to have that. But it's funny <laughs> that as soon as you release the need to have it, you got it. Right. Just like with manifestation. The universe works in magical ways. And it was just like, Madison, mm-hmm. like now, you know, don't it's like the universe is telling me like this is your proof that when you trust when you stop doubting yourself you will get the clarity you need like it's all fine like it's like if that happens every single time like it's so unbelievable and magical how like every time when you're able to like fully let go Mm -hmm. you that that's when the magic comes in like I a few months ago I was like um, really wanting to attract new one-on-one clients. And I was like getting, starting to get obsessed with it as I have a tendency to do with things. And I was like, all right, like, I'm going to let this go. I did one of um, my meditations on letting go. And I kid you not five minutes after the meditation, someone messaged me, wanted to get on a call with me and signed up to work with me like that day. And it's just like, it's so amazing. Like the inner, when you, when you really finally surrender and like let go, it's like the magic floods, floods Mm -hmm. to you. Totally. And it's, it's so funny because it's like, I know that happens and yeah, like it's still like, still, we're still human. We're still human. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so good though. I'll have to link up the uh, the link to your meditation challenge for sure in the show notes. Yeah. And um, I'll give you a chance to tell everyone where they can connect with you. But did you have any, any, if you could leave us with like one last wisdom drop or any sort of gem takeaway, um, anything on your heart that you want to share before we wrap up? Um, okay. I'm going to close my eyes and see if my <laughs> intuition, Yes, <laughs> intuition, like, is there anything I need to let Emily's people know? Um, yeah, but this is really weird, but <laughs> what came up is like, 
trust your light. I don't know what that means, but I think Ooh. it means like trust what feels good. It's weird. I saw like, this is so bizarre, but sometimes so when cool. I meditate, I see this like light between my third eye, which is like your intuition. And so I just mm-hmm. saw the light. So I'm like, okay, what's coming up is trust the light. And I think what that means is like, trust yourself, trust what feels good. Like let yourself be guided by what mm-hmm. feels light. And as I'm saying that, I feel lighter. So it feels true. (laughs) Yeah. I got chills too, which is always like my, it's like, oh, yep, that was from spirit. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I love that. I think it like sums up everything we talked about so perfectly. And now I finally know how I'm going to like title this podcast episode because we've covered so much. Um, But I think that like, you know, trusting what feels good and trusting your light is kind of a perfect way to sum it up. Yeah, I love that. Oh my gosh, so good. <laughs> so good. I loved this conversation so much and I'm sure everyone listening is going to want to just connect with you more. So um, let them know where they can find you. Yeah, my website is magneticallyyou.com and on Instagram, I'm magneticallyyou. And yeah, I would love to hear from you guys. Yay. Yeah, tag us both on Instagram after you guys listen and let us know your biggest takeaways and what you thought. Um, and your podcast is called the Magnetically You podcast as well, right? Yes. You can find me there okay. too. Thank you. I forgot yes. about that. Yes. I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> I always forget to plug my podcast too. And it's like not the same as my um, Instagram handle and everything. So after I'm always like, oh, crap. So yeah. my old business was all everywhere. I was a different name. So when I transitioned, <laughs> I'm like, I'm choosing a name that is the same everywhere. nice and easy yeah I love it (laughs) well thank you so much again and thank you everyone for listening thank you bye thank you again for listening I so so appreciate you pressing play and tuning in today and I gotta say out of the thousands of downloads that I get I don't always see who is listening and who is connecting with this podcast so I absolutely love when you guys take a screenshot and then tag me in an Instagram story at essentially EMM so I can say hey and personally thank you for listening. See you next week.